It is Monday, July 20th, 2020, and you are tuned in to Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. It was a very busy weekend of action, and there's a lot to talk about, so let's jump right in. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series was in action this weekend for three nights between Tri-City Speedway and Lucas Oil Speedway. On Friday night at Tri-City, Billy Moyer Jr. led at the start, but he was challenged early and often by Tyler Erb. Moyer led the first 21 laps, but Erb was finally able to get by on lap 22. Once clear, Erb quickly drove away from the field. He led the rest of the way to earn the win over BMJ. Jonathan Davenport, Shane Clanton, and Tyler Bruning. Points leader Jimmy Owens had a flat tire and ended up in the 15th position. Moving over to Saturday and the Lucas Oil Speedway for the Show Me 100. The night was dominated by series invaders. Except for an early 13-lap stretch where Shannon Buckingham took the lead, it was all Peyton Looney out front. He led 87 laps en route to the $20,000 win. Kyle Strickler finished second with Buckingham third, Chris Ferguson fourth, and Ricky Thornton Jr. in fifth. The highest finishing series regular was Jimmy Owens in seventh. Looney is only the second driver in history from Missouri to win the Show Me 100. On Sunday at Lucas Oil, $12,000 was on the line for the Diamond Nationals, and it was again a night about a series invader. Chris Ferguson led from the pole, and he was good out front until he caught lap traffic. Billy Moyer Sr. briefly took the lead on lap 9 while the two were in traffic, but Ferguson battled back to the top spot. The North Carolina driver officially led the rest of the 50-lap feature, but it wasn't easy. He had to hold back several challenges, including a late charge from Jonathan Davenport. Coming to the checker, the two drivers were side-by-side side with Ferguson winning by .086 seconds. Shane Clanton finished second, or Shane Clanton finished third. Rick, uh, Rick Eckert was fourth, and Shannon Buckingham was fifth. Jimmy Owens again had problems and finished in the 15th position. I talked Friday about how if anyone was going to challenge Owens for the championship, they needed to start making a move and very quickly. And we might have seen that this weekend. Jimmy Owens' trouble combined with a solid weekend for Davenport, which included a third place finish and a second place finish, has seen Owens' points lead shrink from over 400 down to now 315 points. Tyler Erb, Tim McCready, and Josh Rick Richards round out the top five. Luke's old late models are back Thursday at I-80 Speedway in Nebraska. If Davenport can keep this up and Owens maybe has some more issues in the future, we could have a very tight battle here very quickly. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on all of that going forward. The All-Star Circuit of Champions was in Pennsylvania this weekend for a trio of shows. Friday night at Williams Grove, Anthony Macri started on the pole, and he looked nearly unstoppable out front for much of the going. Even when he made mistakes, he was able to recover and stretch his leads back out. Late in the going, though, Kyle Larson found the speed and started his march toward the front. He was using big sliders into turn three to clear rivals, and it was epic to watch. Uh, with four laps left, he used the same move into turn three on Macri that he'd used multiple times on the night and took the top spot. He drove away from Macri's 39 over the final laps to win his third all-star feature in a row. Macri was second, Kerry Madsen third, David Gravel fourth, and Darren Pittman was fifth. Uh, also, like I talked about last week, there was a number of uh, invaders, World of Outlaws guys, all kinds of guys in these fields this weekend uh, in Pennsylvania. Interesting, you know, a lot of guys were at Williams Grove Friday, and then a bunch of actually people went over to Lincoln on Saturday. Uh, so the Port Royal Saturday field looked a little bit different, but then a lot of those guys then came to Port on Sunday. So uh, very strong sprint car fields this weekend uh, in Pennsylvania, and it was fun to watch. On Saturday night, the All-Stars moved over to Port Royal for the first of two nights as part of the Bob Weikert Memorial. Brent Marks took the lead in the early going, but the racing out front was good. Marks had to fend off challenges from both Danny Dietrich and Logan Wagner in the Zemco car. Behind them, though, Larson was lurking again. He started 7th and by halfway had moved past Wagner for 2nd. Five laps later, Larson was able to work lap traffic just a little bit better than Marks out front and he grabbed the top spot coming to 10 to go. From there, Larson drove away over the final laps to earn his ninth All-Star win of the season. Brent Marks finished 2nd, Anthony Macri 3rd, Logan Wagner 4th, and Aaron Reitzel finished in 5th. 
On Sunday at Port, Roy Port Royal for the Weikert finale, Kerry Madsen and Carson Macedo led the field to green with Larson starting in the sixth position. <clears throat> Larson told Blake Anderson earlier in the night, that he wanted to get to the front quicker, and he certainly followed through on that, grabbing the lead from Aceto on lap 10. After that, he survived multiple restarts and was never challenged out front for the remainder of the race. It was a weekend sweep for Kyle Larson with the All-Stars. Lance DeWeese finished second, Anthony Macri third, Danny Dietrich fourth, and Jacob Allen finished fifth. As I was looking through Larson's stats this season with the All-Stars, I noticed something really interesting. He does have an insane 10 wins in 16 starts and an average finish of 2.25 this year with the All-Stars. But through those 16 race nights, Larson has yet to win a heat race. Uh, he's finished second eight times, but no wins. And I fully understand that heat races are obviously not what he's out there to win. Uh, and with the way the All-Star format works out, you don't necessarily need to win heat races to, to make dashes and, and to start up front in the future. But I feel like with as fast as he's been, it's it's crazy to think that in 16 heat races, he hasn't snuck to the front in one of those in one of the one 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 of those races. Uh, if you want to check out more all-star stats, you can find that at dirttracker.com slash analytics. Leaving the weekend, the points battle remains pretty much unchanged. Aaron Reitzel still leads Corey Eliasson. Neither driver had a particularly notable weekend, so there wasn't a lot of movement there. Next up for the all-stars is July 30th at the Plymouth Dirt Track for the Race Routine Foundation race. You can watch that live on Flow Racing. The World of Outlaws late models were in North, North Dakota this weekend for a pair of shows. Friday's race at River Cities was rained out and then pushed to Sunday. Saturday, the series was at Red River Valley Speedway. Ricky Weiss was good out front at the start, but Darrell Lanigan made a move in traffic to take the lead on lap 20. He never looked back from there, driving away to his 74th career World of Outlaws win. Brandon Shepard finished second, Ricky Weiss third, Chase Youngins was fourth, and Ashton Winger finished in fifth. On Sunday at River Cities, Ricky Weiss was again out front in the early going, but again, couldn't stay there. Brandon Shepard ran him down and took the lead on lap 32 with the help of lap traffic. Shepard was then able to hold off the field to grab his 10th win of 2020. Kay Dillard finished second with Ricky Weiss third, Dennis Erb fourth, and Dustin Strand finished in fifth. In the last seven races, Brandon Shepard has five wins and two second place finishes. His average finish over the last five is 1.2. He continues to absolutely dominate that series. He's leading the point standings right now. The World of Outlaws late models are back June 28th at the Davenport Speedway. USAC National Midgets were at Jefferson County Speedway for two nights starting Friday. Ethan Mitchell led early from the pole with Cannon McIntosh then taking over until lap 11. The rest of the incident field feature was led by Chris Windham. The end of the race, though, was what this uh, night was all about. Really fun to watch. After a caution, they had a four-lap shootout to decide it. Buddy Kofoid literally threw everything but the kitchen sink at Chris Wyndham to try and win, but Wyndham was able to hold him off. It was Wyndham's third win of the season. Kofoid was second, Dazen Persley third, Tyler Thomas fourth, and Cannon McIntosh finished in fifth. I also love there was a point in the night where there was a red flag um, and... Uh, Buddy Kofoid and Tanner Thorson had been going at it uh, for positions in the top five, and Tor uh, Thorson was very clearly not pleased with uh, some of the moves that Buddy Kofoid had made, and under that red flag, Thorson pulled up next to Buddy Kofoid and then uh, proceeded to yell at him uh, through his helmet uh, to show his uh, disdain for some of the moves, uh, and Kofoid's reaction to some of that stuff is pretty hysterical. Uh, I tweeted about it. Uh, if you haven't watched that feature, go back and check that out, and there's a, actually a gif of the two yelling at each other <laughs> floating around as well that I saw from uh, Brian Walker. Uh, Night two at Jefferson County was almost the complete opposite of the first night. The race was only slowed by a single uh, single caution, and Tyler Courtney was dominant for much of the 40 laps. The late caution for a slowing Tyler Thomas created a five-lap shootout for the win. On the restart, Courtney was quickly under fire for both Buddy Kofoid and Emerson Axum. Kofoid made a mistake on the cushion and had to settle for fifth, but Axum made a real run at Courtney when was actually credited with leading two laps there at the end. Um, at the checkered flag, though, Courtney was just too good on the cushion. He recovered from a bad first night 
to win over Axum, Tanner Thorson, Chris Windham, and Buddy Kofoid. Sunday, the midgets moved over to Caney Valley Speedway for the first time ever. Kaylee Bryson led the first lap from the pole, and then Tanner Thorson took over on lap two. Thorson led until late when Tyler Courtney reeled him in on a late restart. Thorson then had trouble and ended up spun in turns one and two, collecting several cars in the top five, including Buddy Kofoid, Tanner Carrick, and Cannon McIntosh. In the end, it was Courtney grabbing his second straight win with Chris Windham second, Kaylee Bryson third, Jerry Coons Jr. fourth, and Emerson Axum in fifth. A nice night for Kaylee Bryson. I saw it was the first time in a couple of years that a female had finished uh, in the top five in the USAC National Midget Race, so good run for Kaylee Bryson there in the Keith Coons Motorsports machine. Uh, a strong three nights for Chris Windham sees him maintain the points lead over Tyler Courtney with Buddy Kofoid third, Tanner Thorson fourth, and Cannon McIntosh in fifth. With as well as Kofoid continues to run, it's surprising he hasn't broken through yet for that first win. He's strong both nights at Jefferson, would have been in line for three straight top fives had he not gotten cut up with Thorson on that final night. Um, so it, it's surprising to me he hasn't won yet, and, and I would imagine it's probably not far off of him grabbing that first win. National Midgets are back tomorrow night at Red Root Raceway in Oklahoma. You can watch all of the action live there on Flow Racing. Did you see the finish Saturday night in the Knoxville 410 show? Brian Brown, Terry McCarl locked in a battle for the win late. But on the white flag lap, Rico Aru just got the bottom rolling. And we, we've talked about this before, you know, with Knoxville and how fun those races are there to watch. But that bottom, you know, we saw Brad Sweet there a couple of years ago use that bottom to perfection to, to win the Knoxville Nationals. And, and when a guy is actually able to get that bottom going, uh, it, you're almost unbeatable. But that bottom is just so treacherous. It's very difficult to make that line work. But Rico found something, used that bottom, passed both Terry McCarl and Brian Brown on that final lap to grab the win. Go find those highlights on the Knoxville Raceway YouTube channel if you have not seen them. Uh, the Southern Nationals continued over the weekend, and it was all about Brandon Overton. After winning Thursday night at Sonoya, he backed that up with wins then at Needmore Speedway, Screven Motor Speedway, and Cochrane Motor Speedway to go four in a row. With four races remaining on the tour, Overton has taken control in the point standings over Chris Madden. The series is back tomorrow night at Tri-County Raceway in North Carolina. All of those shows can be watched live between Dirt Under and Flow Racing. Over to the Summer Nationals, the weekend late model features were won by Brian Shirley, Jason Fager, and Bobby Pierce. Brian Shirley leads the series point standings, but Bobby Pierce is only 13 markers behind him. Mike McKinney and Mike Harrison won the weekend and modified nationals features with Sunday's race getting canceled due to rain. Mike McKinney is your current modified nationals points leader. Summer nationals are back tomorrow night at Peoria Speedway. They are off for a scheduled night off tonight. To see a full list of weekend open wheel winners, check out tjslideways.com. And to see a full list of weekend late model winners, you can check out dirtondirt.com. Before we finish today, I wanted to give a shout out to Heath Moyle. He was just named crew chief for Ryan Smith and the Hefner Sprint Car team up there in Pennsylvania. Heath is a longtime sprint crew member, uh, a guy I like to call a friend, and he had an accident a couple of years ago. He's actually not been able to work as he's recovered from injuries sustained in that accident, but he was recently cleared to return working on race cars, and it's really cool to see him get this opportunity uh, to be a crew chief for the first time and, and to do it with a team like Hefner and a driver like Ryan Smith. Um, it sounds like over the weekend that Ryan Smith's uh, performance was actually picked up um, thanks to Heath and some of the things that he's been able to bring to that team and take some of the pressure off Ryan Smith there. So pumped for my buddy Heath. Uh, uh, no doubt in my mind that he uh, won't be a great crew chief and uh, looking forward to see what he can do with Ryan up there. That's the show for today. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com and you can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker. 
Tracker and the website at selfdirttracker.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler, and you can sign up for the Dirt Tracker weekly newsletter on the site. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.